Easy clap. Bet. Bet. Cool. <laughs> oh, way too much chaotic energy right now. Too much chaos. 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 Hey guys, I'm Jordan. And I'm Katrina. And today, we're deciding if it's hot or not, but not in a weird way. Would you like to start us off? Sure. So first, I would like to talk about, like, social media and how that affects beauty standards and our body image and stuff. Because I don't know about you, but for me... The internet has given me a lot of insecurities that I didn't previously have. Yeah. Um, like, for example, I didn't know hip dips were a thing and were, like, a quote-unquote undesirable thing. Me too. Until I found it out on the internet. And so, like, okay, what happened was, like, I saw a post on Instagram or something about someone being like, oh, how to get rid of your hip dips. And I was like, hmm, this is a new thing. This is a thing that I may now become insecure about. So knowing that, I'm going to not become insecure about it because this is the way my body is and it's normal and I've never noticed anything wrong about it before. So I'm not going to get insecure about it. And then I got insecure about it. Tea. Which like, I'm so mad about because it's just, it's just the fat distribution on my hips. It's not like an inherently bad thing. It just helps. I also just like get confused. Because, yes, my entire life I've been, like, kind of overweight, so I've never, like, not had, like, love handles, is that what it's called? I don't know. But, like, if you poke in far enough, you can feel the bones. The bones there go out farther than the ones down lower. I don't know what to tell you, fam. Like, it makes me salty. It be like that. I do not, my bones don't, like, move. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, and then Instagram also made me insecure about my face shape and like how wide my face is. Almost, I don't. I don't even know. I, don't- I think the main thing for me is like I've always like I've never been insecure about my legs because I've always had really like muscular legs, even when I didn't work out or like do anything athletic. Like, my legs have always looked semi uh, like muscular it's not they didn't they look more muscular now that I'm working out obviously but I was never like insecure about my thighs until someone was like oh my gosh my thighs are so big and I was like what like I didn't realize that that was something to like worry about like I saw like things about the thigh gap but I was like well that's dumb that's never gonna happen for me so I was never insecure about that Mm -hmm. but I like Someone was like, oh, my thighs are so big. And then I was like, wait, my thighs are big. But, like, they're also, like, mostly muscle. So I don't know what to do with that. Nothing, because they're great the way they are. Yeah. Okay, I never got the hype around thigh gaps because I think it looks kind of freaky. And I have a thigh gap. I feel like it also would be cold. Like, you can never put your legs together. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, okay, well, I have a thigh gap when I'm standing up, 
but like when I sit down my legs do the, like the where they squish the thing where they like squish out so I don't know I I just I do not have that it well, don't look it just kind of looks weird if I look at it for too long you know like it in my yeah a more natural look is like thighs that touch yeah because well, it's just naturally like this I, I don't know I feel like thigh gaps got popular when everyone was like, oh, I just want to be, like, a Victoria's Secret model, like, skinny, skinny. Yeah. That's true. But now, like, the trend has shifted towards, like, curvy but with a flat stomach, which doesn't make any sense. Because no, no one's like that. No one naturally looks like that. Yeah. Or, like, very few people. But, like, I don't know. I think my, like, thing is, like, when you have the expectation that your body is supposed to look one way, like, for me, it's been a lot of, like, shifting from, like, trying to get to, like, body neutrality, where it's, like, this is my body, and, like, it runs, and it moves, and it takes me upstairs, and it keeps me alive, and I have a really good immune system, and I've never broken any bones. Like, I'm trying to shift to that versus, like, oh, I don't like the way I look, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which has been very interesting because I think for me it was, like, this realization of my body is never going to look like that, so why am I punishing it for not being what it will never be? Yeah. Like, it's not possible to get there if I just try hard. Like, it's literally impossible for me to change my body into, like, the quote-unquote, like, ideal, like, body right now. hmm You know? Yeah. It's it's interesting because for me, I really like the mindset of you don't like you should appreciate your body for what it can do and you don't need to be beautiful to have worth, but at the same time, like there's always someone who will find you beautiful and you can find the beauty in yourself. Um, so that's like how I make myself feel better about that, but I don't know what to say when people are like talking about their insecurities and how they feel like they're ugly or something because I don't just want to be like no you're beautiful even if it's true because then it's like well even if like you are like subjectively beautiful at this moment it's not gonna be like that forever so I don't want like to reinforce someone's self-worth being their beauty but I also like I also know if I'm like oh well but like you're so strong and like you um like you should be confident or whatever like it feels like you're agreeing with their insecurity yeah exactly which is like not what I want to do I don't know it's yeah it's a very tricky subject because truly like in my opinion in my experience the only person that can convince you literally the only person that can convince you anything like that you that your insecurities are bad things that they're flaws that you like need to work on this or change this or fix this is literally you mm-hmm. like nobody else no matter what anybody says about you like if 50 people like came up to me and was like oh you're so weak like you you aren't strong like you you aren't athletic like they can't change my perception of me because I know I'm strong and I know I'm athletic mm-hmm. because I've worked for that and done that so it's like but if I was like having like like the last couple of days like I felt weird because it's like workout things and like I haven't been getting all the workouts done that I wanted to and 
for a second my brain tried to like trick me into being like oh my gosh you're so lazy you like you need to be doing more you need to be working more like you're not trying hard enough like this is why you're like quote-unquote like fat because I for me I associate like the unhealthy part of me Mm -hmm. associates my negative qualities with the period of my life where I was really overweight so that's why that happens but it's like no I'm not fat I just ate pizza for four out of five meals in two days and it was amazing and it was delicious yeah so I mean like I feel like you and I talk about body image stuff a lot and like I know how to talk to you about it and I don't know we can be like blown with each other but when we like I talk to other people about it I like genuinely don't know what to say sometimes because I don't know how to be constructive and like talk about it in a healthy way but also like not make them feel worse you know yeah I it's definitely like a hard line like I don't really know how to walk it either yeah but like I get what you're saying yeah I don't know it so like you were saying like the only person who can like the person who has the biggest impact on your insecurities is yourself I'm yeah kind of wondering how that plays into like social like media's impact on our like self-perception because like we mentioned earlier like Instagram has had a weird weird influence on how I see myself but I'm not sure how because like I actively try to prevent it and I actively like know that the way I look is not a bad thing so I don't know I think the thing with Instagram is the way the app is structured is A, to be really addicting. Mm -hmm. And B, especially with like reels and stuff coming on, the people that do well on Instagram are the people that are attractive, like conventionally attractive, Mm -hmm. because that's what other people want to see. Like, that's just, that's just the way the algorithm works. That's just the way that it works. Like, I'm not saying that's how it should be. That's just in my way it does work. So I know for me, like, I would get frustrated, like, scrolling on Instagram because it's, like, I'm seeing all these girls that kind of look like me, except their bodies are, like, half the size of mine. So it's, like, no matter how much I know I'm beautiful and attractive and strong and smart, there's always going to be that part of you that's, like, oh, well, I, I don't look like this and this person is doing this. Am I doing something wrong? Because I think that's just, like, human instinct where it's, like, you see someone else doing something different than you mm-hmm. and you want to, like, learn and know. Like, I'm just, like, I like thinking about, like, primal instincts because I feel like it explains a lot of human behavior. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, go back in time, if you saw another person, like, growing food and you didn't do that, you'd be curious to learn and wonder, am I doing something wrong? Because these people have so much more food than we do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But now the, like, conversions of curiosity goes into, oh, well, they look like this. And the messaging around, like, fitness and body image and diet culture, especially in America, is if you don't look like this, if you aren't getting these results, if you don't eat like this, then you're doing something wrong. Like, if you're gaining weight, if you, like, 
if you don't have the perfect body, you're doing something wrong. It's you, you're being lazy. Like it's a lot of like blaming the person. So then our curiosity turns around, mixes with the, our curiosity mixes with the blaming. And then we look to ourselves to say, okay, I, what am I doing wrong? You know? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Like, so, you know, you've seen those ads and stuff for, like, if you want to, like, grow your butt, slim your waist, whatever, download this app. Huh? I get them all the time because I watch fit. So, like, what I realized is that a lot of the girls in those ads, like, they look, their bodies, like, look kind of exactly like mine. They're just posing in this way that, like, makes their hips look wider and their butt look better and like their stomach looks smaller so yeah which is like I think that just feeds into my insecurity of like okay well if like they're they're like the spokesperson for like having a perfect body right and even they like are posing in a way that indicates that their body as it is isn't good enough so like if my body looks like theirs and they're trying to make it look different something in my brain is like, well, then I should not look like this, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's also, like, a lot of humanity is, like, buying into the myth of perfection. Mm -hmm. It is literally impossible to ever be perfect. Like, nature isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And if we are part of nature, we can never be perfect either. But it's a lie we, like, tell ourselves and it's like perpetrated in our culture so I think that's like part of the issue is this concept of there's a perfect body type or there's a perfect like way to do your makeup or there's a perfect way to look and that isn't true because everything is so unique and specialized and diverse that you can never have one perfect thing because some something else is perfectly suited to ruin the perfection of that perfect thing does that make sense yeah exactly there's just, like, so much natural diversity of people and, like, ways to look and ways to do things that, like, there can't be a perfect because different things work and just are different. Yeah, I think my favorite thing that I've ever seen where it's, like, flowers and Christmas lights are both beautiful. So even though you may not look like someone you think is beautiful, not all beautiful things look alike. Like, it's, yeah. like, sunsets are beautiful and stars are beautiful mm-hmm. and flowers are beautiful and, like, dogs are cute and beautiful right like you know yeah but it's not like in the same way yeah so welcome to backstories this is a little segment where we talk about some fun stories from our week what stories do you have, Jordan? Um, nothing like super fun and exciting this time, unfortunately. This today we were supposed to go kayaking. Um, on like, you said you would never go kayaking. I did, and then my parents said, "Guess what, Jordan, and Emily, we're going kayaking tomorrow." And I said, "Okay," <laughs> because you know how it be. Like sometimes. Your parents just tell you you're doing something and you don't really have a yeah. It's fine. But it didn't end up happening because um, 
it was the rain was in the forecast so we didn't want to like die um so it didn't Fair. yeah so we just walked around um like a park that's kind of nearby and we passed these two guys who were fishing in the river and they pulled out this huge giant fish and it was wriggling and like this fish was like a foot long maybe more and it was very thick and it was wriggling around and then they killed it and um yeah they said they were gonna go eat it so i hope I and mean, i hope they were gonna eat it if they killed it right <laughs> I hope they had fun with it. Although, like, I wouldn't eat anything that came out of that river. Yeah, I don't think I would we either. Really That's a problem, not a water around um, where we live. So, well, I mean, the landfill is literally downstream. Yeah, I live, I can see the landfill from my house. Like, we can all see the landfill from our houses. Yeah. It's so large. It's like, I would not trust anything that came out of that river but i hope they had fun with it it's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine. maybe it's poison but it's fine mm, spider-man <laughs> <laughs> turned you into a fish themed superhero instead <laughs> what would that even be aquaman oh my god <laughs> Dark Boy and Lava Girl Part 2. Hey. <laughs> I have one comment about our podcast and when I listen to it. Uh-huh. The audio we picked for like the editing and like the intros is so calm and relaxing. That's why and I then there's it. us. Yeah. That's why I picked it because like it's chill, right? So it tricks you. And you're thinking like you're gonna have a fun, chill time, and then it's just us. Chaos. I literally have like 10 bug bites all over me right now. I'm very itchy. Anyway. <laughs> gross. Not relevant, but aggressively <laughs> irritating. <sighs> what can I say? What can I say? Yeah. What other stories do you have? Um, okay, so you know I had to give my clarinet to this man so he could repair it, right? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Did you so, get it back? <laughs> no. So <gasps> back in um March, I noticed that there was a crack in my clarinet. And that's no bueno because um you can't really play on it and it'll just get progressively worse each time you try. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll take it to this repair guy. But I've gone to this guy before and he takes freaking forever because he just forgets unless you call him every day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try. He either takes forever or he fixes it while you're standing there. I know. He's like, but... Yeah. I so... don't like him very much, but that's right. Tea. That's a But I called this other guy and he was like, uh, yeah, no, I can't really do that because it's kind of a specialized thing and I don't do that. And then, so I called another guy and he couldn't do it. And those were like the only other two people that I know of in the state who will fix woodwind instruments. Um, I had to go to this man, right? And that was in March. 
He's had my clarinet since March, and it's now, tomorrow is September. Like, I've called him in between now and then, and every time he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I haven't really been doing any work because of the whole situation. I assume by that he means corona. But still, I'm like, you work from your house. What excuse is there to not be doing it? So... I'm going to have to call him again tomorrow, and I'm not looking forward to it, but it's fine. Yeah, low-key, I might, like, my piccolo is broken, but I don't want to go to him, so I might just bring it back here, because I know there's a guy here that'll fix instruments, so I might see if he'll do it for me. That's smart. I think I just need new pads, and I don't think that's, like, that specialized. So No. I, I think everyone does pads. Exactly. I don't exactly know what's exactly wrong with it, but it doesn't play, like, half the notes. So, something is wrong. Yikes. I hope it's not my cork. Ooh. Very sad. Anyway. Anyway. What fun and exciting stories do you have to share with me this week? Well, the first one is, apparently, whenever I eat cheesecake, I get very hyper. I learned this because I ate cheesecake another the other day. Nice. And I did not set like I was bound I was literally like jumping around my house it was ridiculous I love that and then the other story is I have collected a new collection of things recently because um my aunt Sandy is moving out of her house so she's like going through all of her stuff and she lives in the same house that my grandmother grew up in grew up in so it's like a historical like I think within the next decade the house will be have been in the family for a hundred years so like we've been in this house for a a minute so there's a lot of cool stuff there and she's giving a lot of it away because she doesn't have any kids long story short I got this really cool mirror that was apparently my great-grandmother's and it's so pretty and it's next to me and I enjoy it very much and then I also when looking around my grandparents house I found um my grandpa's old pair of like suspender overalls and they fit me perfectly so I took them that's so exciting I'm very excited I like excited with my full boho lifestyle that was meant for me I believe in you I like how you're just going thrifting in your family's houses (laughs) what else is there to do oh and I took my SAT and I'm still salty that there were five sections yeah okay who decided to put the fifth section in there when did they decide to put the fifth section i literally googled how long does the sat take and it was like well this section takes this long then they have this much of a break and then you have this section which takes exactly this amount of time you have this section which takes exactly this amount of time they have this much of a break and they have this section four sections so i am in this freaking high school in another state that i don't go to surrounded by a bunch of people that i don't know and i'm like pressed because first of all apparently it's just a nova thing to like suck on mints or like chew gum during tests i didn't realize it was just an ova thing but i think it might be because nobody there was like chewing a gum or like had mints i was like what (laughs) anyway so i like get to the fourth section i'm like bet i can go home i look up at the clock it's noon i'm like okay i can get me some food i can't wait it'll be perfect it'll be great and so I finished the section. She's like, okay, put your answer sheet in your booklet. I was like, huh, weird. I don't. I thought we would, like, keep them out, but, like, whatever. Maybe it's just I haven't taken the SAT before, so who knows. 
And then she's like, all right, we're going to have a two-minute break. And I'm like, break? Why would we need a break? We're done. And she's like, before we start the next section. And I'm like, what do you mean next section? (laughs) I thought the five in the answer booklet was just like in case you were taking a subject test or something. Mm. And then I had to take another 20-minute section. And I was like, dear Lord. What confuses me is, so like the fifth section is supposedly supposed to boost your score. But they randomize it like... I'm pretty sure they randomize it whether you get another reading one or another math one. So, like, no, it's not even that. You can get reading, you can get the grammar, or you can get math with calculator, math without. You can have any one of the four sections again. Right. And it's randomized. Like, not everyone gets the same one. So, if you suck at math, then, like, it's only going to drag you down. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm also just confused because, like, I've been doing Khan Academy's practice, and they're apparently the official site. Mm-hmm. So why aren't they not, like, prepping you for the fifth section? It's disrespectful. Yeah. Like, why did, how did I not know about it until I was taking it? Like, that's what I'm confused about. And, I mean, this has only been in effect for, like, a year because I took it June of 2019, and it wasn't on there for, like, I didn't but have you- a fifth section. But even, like, when I was supposed to take it in March, I hadn't heard about it. Like, I had never heard anyone talk about a fifth section until I took it. And then I was like, did anybody else know about this? And I've heard nobody that knew about it. It's been there at least since last fall because my ex took it and then told me about it. (laughs) T. T. Not really. It's just... Also, I had a dream last night where your ex, like, came to some kind of event and I remember, like, I forget what it was, but you were, like, really angry. And I was like, okay, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> throw hands? I, forget, I think it was, like, either we were going to throw hands or I was supposed to keep you from throwing hands. One of the two. Honestly, I don't know why. I just, like, subconsciously was like, Jordan needs me. That seems like a realistic thing that could happen. No, nah, the rest of the dream was whack. Don't worry about it. <laughs> been thinking about a lot is like I don't know how much other people buy into like the perfect body so like I don't know how much people are attracted to like girls that look like quote-unquote like perfect you know what I mean like the yeah so I don't like somewhere I like, I have this instinct that, like, well, I should care if people find me unattractive, but, like, I don't know if people, like, are mostly, like, me and, like, they don't buy into that and it just, like, is a thing that they have to deal with, too, or, like, people really genuinely, like, want that, well, like, perfect girl. part of, like, movies and TV shows our entire lives have been telling us a story that if you want someone to fall in love with you and if you want someone to like I think it kind of goes with your like desire to be married one day Mm. where it's like you want to find someone who falls in love with you for who you are completely and utterly but also when you see tv shows and stuff it tv shows movies 
over and over again you see this repeated like I forgot the word you see this repeated motif that's the word mm-hmm. of attractive people get more options than yeah. unattractive people does that make sense mm-hmm. so it's like some subconscious part of your brain probably associates being attractive with the ability to find love because also when you see like even on tiktok or youtube it's like or in tv shows like people really when a guy tells a girl she's beautiful like that scene is like really flirtatious and like girls look up to that and they're like oh my gosh i want that with whoever falls in love with me like you want someone to think you're beautiful because that's how you equate not you i'm just saying like that's how Mm -hmm. in some ways like you equate being attractive and beautiful to the ability to be loved and find love does that make sense yeah that definitely that's sad (laughs) i mean i think it's just like even in the natural world like male animals like peacocks for example like male peacocks get these big beautiful feathers Mm -hmm. to try and win females Mm -hmm. and i think also part of it could be that the same goes for guys like guys are also like shoved down this narrative that you need to look a certain way otherwise females won't like you but to a greater extent females are told you need to dress like this. You need to look like this. You need to act like this to get a guy to love you. And, like, that's... Not everyone pushes that, but, like, I've noticed, like, that there are some influences where it's, like, they're kind of pushing you. Like, that should be... Like, it's assumed that that's your goal in life is to get a guy to fall in love with you. Yeah. Or a girl. But, like, I don't know. We grew up when... LGBTQ still have a lot of representation, so. Yep. That does make sense. I I do think that a lot of, like, the pressure on girls to look perfect comes more from, like, the same pressure to find a romantic partner, which I definitely think is greater on girls than on guys. Well, because it used to be that females couldn't exist without a romantic partner. Like, you needed a guy to economically like like in little women marriage is an economic preposition like Mm -hmm. how you doing over there you just like had a lot of very intelligent things to say and i'm like processing (laughs) that one time katrina was intelligent you did it i'm so proud thank you when you're overanalyzing, nature comes in, comes in clutch. Hey. I want to talk about, like, a very random, like, stereotype that I've noticed that makes me upset. Like, deeply and truly within my soul, it makes me upset. What is it? This, like, theory that girls should only weigh, like, I think it's, like, 120 or 130 pounds. Oh, my God. It pisses me off. Have you seen, like, TikToks of that? Or, like, that one um, Gabby sent us a few weeks ago that this guy was, like, 
it was either Gabby or I who sent it in the group chat. This guy was like, yeah, girls, if you weigh more than 110 pounds, that's not okay. You need to be like going on, you need to go on a diet or like lose some weight. It's just- Which pisses me off, like welly and truly, because I haven't weighed that much since I was like, gosh, maybe third or fourth grade. Like, sis, <laughs> what? <laughs> It's just the audacity. Because first of all, he clearly doesn't know how women's body works. Because the... Okay, for example, my sister is stick thin. She is very small. She she hit puberty she kind of... She looks like if the wind blew too hard, she might snap in half. No yeah. offense, Emily. You're strong, beautiful girly, but like... Yeah, no, I love her. And she's beautiful. And she is strong and capable. And she does what she wants with her body, which is, which is great. But like, she... That guy would not find her attractive, but she is, I think she just hit 100 pounds, you know, but she's the only person I know who's 110 pounds or less, and that guy definitely wouldn't find her attractive, whereas I am- And if he did, still punch him in the face because Emily deserves way better. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, people like me, who's probably closer to someone he'd find attractive, I'm 115 pounds, and I'm- either underweight or barely in the healthy weight range for my height. So like, and then also like I saw this TikTok of a girl who like her body was pretty much like the quote unquote perfect body, flat stomach, like curvy at the same time. And she said she was 145 pounds. I'm like, so everybody carries weight differently. And some weights are too low for your height and- you know, like, it also, like, frustrates me a lot, because just for reference, I'm just about 5'6". I say I'm 5'6 to make myself feel better. I'm, like, 5'5 five, five I'm a little bit above average height for females, so I'm pretty much an average female. And my brother is, like, 6'4", and I weigh more than him, because that's just the way my body is. My brother, like, he's not, he's kind of, like, how do I describe it? He's not like super duper like skinny skinny. He has like some muscle, but he's not like bulky, you know? Yeah. He has like lean muscle. Lean muscle. Yeah, that's that's a good way. And I weigh more than him. Like But I'm I'm like I'm not sure. BMI is garbage, so I don't do that anymore. Yeah. It just makes me feel bad. But, like, yeah, that, like, frustrates me so much. Because I think I'm a pretty healthy individual. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a little layer protecting my organs, but that's okay. Exactly. Yeah, no, it just pisses me off mm-hmm. so much. Just, like, they kind of frame it as, like, a health concern, as in, like, oh, you shouldn't be overweight because it's unhealthy and this is what I think a good weight for you is. But, like, clearly it's not because they don't bother to do any any kind of research of, like, how bodies work. How females work. So it's clearly just, like, you should weigh this much to appeal to me. And it's also, like, homie, you need to go to the gym more because the only reason you want someone to weigh that much is because you can't lift over that. T. Go 
Also, this is no shade. If you're a guy, you don't have to have muscles. You are beautiful. Yeah. Just the way you are. I'm just angry at this one human. Um, also, another thing I would like to talk about is I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, it's the Nike Train Podcast. Mm-hmm. And they had a specialist on who works a lot with, like, the reproductive system in females. And it was so fascinating to me to listen to how little research has been done into the female physiology. Yeah. So aggressively little. Like most of our physiological standpoints are based off of white young men. Mm-hmm. Like the BMI is based off of white young men, not females. Yeah. Like. And I was like reading. Um about some of the like studies they've done that like the few ones that are about actual women and how women's body work and a lot of them the sample size is too small to like be a representative study the like the population in their sample that they use isn't like diverse enough to actually be applicable to all women so like the little that we do know about how women's body works bodies work may not even be right because it's so like in one way and it's frustrating because the reason that females didn't get researched on it was considered inhumane because she might be pregnant what that's literally the reason they were like scared that they were going to do a trial and then find out later that she might be pregnant and then worried that they were like harm an unborn child that's why females were not researched on and now why they aren't researched on is it costs more because you have to have a greater subject of test like people you have that have to have a greater like test pool testing pool other than males because the way female hormones are regulated i learned this from listening to the podcast is our hormones tap directly into our bloodstream so depending on the day the hormone levels in our body are different and also like that can affect all kinds of physiological things mm-hmm. which I found very interesting because Katrina has a disorder. <laughs> Trying to learn about your body only to find out that no one cares. That's hey. Are you carrying a baby? No. Shut up. Exactly. No one asked. Also, going back to like the weight thing, this is random, but also like I've discovered throughout quarantine is like I've gained a little weight in quarantine. Anyone anyone wondering? Um, I am not mad about it because I'm not hungry anymore. Ah. It's so freeing to not be hungry. Like, it's not like I was like starving myself or anything before, but I definitely I would be like at school all day. You know this, Jordan. Mm -hmm. And I would only have as much food as I packed myself that morning. So it's like I would have like some like some kind of vegetable, some kind of fruit, maybe like two vegetables, a sandwich and like a granola bar or like some chips or something. And that's what I would eat like during the day. So I wasn't eating enough food, I look you think. And that's why I like lost weight last year is because I was at school all the time. I was working out a decent amount. And then I, like, never, like, I didn't, 
I don't know where I'm going with this. Like, you, you didn't have enough food in your system, and now you do. Yeah, so since, like, quarantine, I, like, at first I was, like, kind of having, like, a rough time with food. But then, like, I was thinking about it more, and also, fun fact, uh, I was trying very hard not to fall into, like, um, an eating disorder because I am definitely, like, at risk for one. So I was like, no, not today, yeah, no, sir. Okay. But, like, not, like, an eating disorder is a thing you choose, but I'm very, like, hyper aware of my eating habits and, like, my mental like stability about, around food and definitely at the beginning of quarantine I was noticing I would go like two three four days eating very restricted eating very like healthy quote-unquote and during those days I was eating like maybe like 1600 calories for like four days and then I'd have like two three or four days again where I would just eat so much food all the time it would mostly be junk food because I was just hungry like ridiculously hungry and I like noticed the pattern like developing and going over and over and I was like oh this is low-key an eating disorder let's not do that and so at some point I was like watching Stephanie Buttermore's videos like about going all in and I was like let's do that and so I've just been eating whenever I'm hungry I I eat and it's been (laughs) life-changing And it seems so stim- simple and, like, kind of stupid. It's like, yeah, when you're hungry, you just eat. But, like, for a while, like, at the beginning of quarantine, I didn't start eating. I, like, would put off eating, like, the first meal of the day because I would just, like, was not – I was scared to, like, have to pick out what I wanted to eat. And I knew, like, I was just going to be so hungry and only want to eat, like, cheese. Hmm. So I just, like, wouldn't eat. Like, it was – it wasn't that bad, but, like – Sometimes, like, in the mornings, like, I would get, like, hunger pains in my stomach because I, like, hadn't eaten or drank anything. Interesting. It's weird how, like, you're, like, discouraged from doing that. Hmm? Like, it, it's, it's weird how, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. How I, like, knew how to look out for an eating disorder? No, but, like, how you, like, felt like you couldn't eat in order to, like. It wasn't even, like, I didn't, I couldn't eat. It was just, I knew, like, the mental, like, for me, like, picking what to eat and how much to eat was literally, like, an entire, like, mental exhaustive process. So I put it off as long as I possibly could. Because I didn't want to have to figure out what to eat. Like, I would walk into the kitchen and walk out, like, four or five times an hour. Because I was like, oh, not even, not that much. That's a little exaggerative. I would, like, walk in and out of the kitchen for, like, the hour before I, like, finally decided what to eat. I would just walk in and out, open the fridge, close the fridge, open the fridge, close the fridge. Because I, like, didn't want to have to pick what to eat. Until, like, it, like, it got too bad. So I would just grab the first thing I, I saw. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I've noticed that, like, I have a weird aversion the past couple weeks to, like, gaining any weight, which is probably not a good thing. Um, Like, it's weird. So I think I should probably weigh more than I currently do based on what my 
things and like how it's been but like it's weird because like okay how much do I weigh and first firstly that was I started that to try to make sure that I was eating enough because I felt like I had been under eating but then like now that I'm eating an amount that's right for my body I'm like starting to weigh more than I ever have before which is like not inherently a bad thing but I'm kind of like oh this is wrong but it's not so because I'm, yeah I'm confused sorry about where the, no you're good I'm just confused but like where did that come from I don't know. I can tell you where it came from if you really want <laughs> go for it all of like the like diet culture and everything fitness in the fitness market is related towards fat loss Mm -hmm. and like weight loss Mm -hmm. everything you will not see market correction you will not see marketed towards women specific like weight gaining bulking programs because bulking is technically is more of a male body like bodybuilding thing and a lot of women are adverse to bodybuilding because they're scared they'll look like really bulky even though you literally have to try extremely hard to build that much muscle as a woman Mm -hmm. anyway but basically every time you see like a workout video that says get like flat abs weight loss cardio to lose weight like chloe ting's workouts every time you see one of those videos or click on one of them it's getting imprinted in your brain that gaining weight is inherently bad and losing weight is the status you should constantly be in like does that make sense like for me I noticed that this last summer where it's like, oh, no, I gained weight. Like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. And then it was like, Katrina, you gained weight because it's a pandemic. You gained weight because you've been gaining muscle. It's okay to weigh this much because you've been gaining muscle. And also, it's okay to eat food and gain weight. Like, there's there's something conditioned into us from a young age where it's like, the constant state you should be in is a state of trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Constant. Like, I don't know if, you, like, I that might just be me because I grew up, like, kind of over, I grew up overweight. Or, like, it could, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I know. I, I've definitely heard and felt that, too. Like, the concept of gaining weight on purpose is so- something that seems so inherently bad and lazy. A lot of people associate weight with laziness or, like, work ethic, mm-hmm. but that's literally not even part of the conversation. So it could just be that you are seeing your weight go up and you're not really sure what to do with that. Because a lot of people, you might be associating the weight gain with, like, a loss of, like, health. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the tea is, I don't even think I'm getting fat. I think I'm getting muscle because I've been doing like a bodybuilding. No, you definitely program. So, like, but it's when you see the numbers going up. Yeah, it's just so dumb. Because, like, I, I'm aware of these things. I'm aware that it's not how it should be. I'm aware that my body can look however I want. And I can weigh whatever it is, and it doesn't make me less valuable. But it's still in my head, which I think is bullshit. But, but. also our feelings aren't subject to logic just because you know something logically doesn't mean your feelings are any less true or valid 
your feelings aren't subject to logic or rationality or facts. Your feelings are subject to what you've been taught and trained and instinctively know to do. So your instinct isn't, in this case, isn't like, oh, I'm gaining weight. This is good. I will, my body is happier now. I'm gaining muscle. Your instinct is, oh, this is bad for me because it's unhealthy to gain weight in our culture. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wow, you're really out here with the education. <laughs> I, Stephanie Buttermore. All of her videos. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think this is also, like, the reason I, like, think about it so much and, like, can talk about it is because, like, I've been doing this since I was 12, mm-hmm. so... And thinking about it since, like, longer than that. So, like, I've had a lot of time to, like, look into my brain and be like, oh, why do I do this? Why do I feel this way? Why am I doing this? And then it, like, transfers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. And don't forget to have fun, but not in a weird way.